the whole church prays today at this Mass for this grace, that we can become a dwelling pleasing to God. This is what we ask for in the calling, as we normally do at the beginning of every Mass. So this is the, the full prayer, which I will read again. O God, who teaches that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. This sounds wonderful, really something really beautiful. But is, is it possible? How can we, each one of us with our imperfections, weaknesses, and sins, become a dwelling that is pleasing to God himself. How could we do this? What would we have to do? And this is a first point, that this invitation is not first and foremost just about doing something or avoiding something. It is about loving and so being. It's a very common thing if we actually care about our faith and want to grow closer to God to think about what we have to do. It is a natural, normal, and good thing. We do need to work hard. But when that is all we consider, what we do, what we don't do, what we're achieving or not, then our faith might become complicated then we may fall into some anxiety, scrupulosity, or negativity. Because who can do everything well? We make our faith, our Christian life, complicated. But the Lord wants something simple. He wants our heart, our love. It has been said that whoever is loved moves about at his pleasure, within the heart of the one who loves him. This happens when we love someone. This is something so deeply human. Think about any kind of profound human relationship that you have, whether with your mother or between spouses, with our best friends, with your children. Not just a generic acquaintance, but a profound relationship. We do actually, in some mysterious but beautiful way, dwell in the other's heart. We move about with pleasure. And how does this come to be? Think about the wedding vows. Wedding vows are not really a kind of contract with a lot of stipulations, a lot of fine print and conditions. The wedding vows are about one word, yes, yes, always and everywhere, in good times and in bad. And this is exactly what the Lord says today to each one of us. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. What comes first as a root that makes every effort something that will last and grow, and not just a passing uh, ephemeral attempt, is that love in the heart, that commitment, that good intention. And it is very significant that the Lord, when he speaks about sin today, makes very clear that sin, as the opposed reality to love, 
is not just about something external. If we look someone in an impure way, we have already committed adultery in our heart. A terrible reality, really, but at the same time a mysterious door to hope. Because just as we can already sin in our heart, we can already say no to God in our heart, we can, of course, also already say yes, already love and be faithful in the heart. So we need to ask ourselves today about the health, the spiritual health of our heart. We know very well that our physical heart is so important that if we notice some irregular beating or something like that, we will immediately want to know what's going on and what, how we should proceed to recover health. So what about the spiritual health of our heart? And that question is particularly important when we consider what we heard today in the second reading, that the Spirit scrutinizes everything. Or in the first reading, that God is an all-seeing God. God sees absolutely everything. There is nothing, not a thought, not a desire, that we can hide from Him. This is not a bad thing, because that means that God will understand, which we also heard that in the first reading. He, understand, he understands man's every deed. And what a comforting reality it is, not an oppressive one, but comforting to know that God understands everything, that He is just and merciful, that He will consider everything that He will accompany, that He will search our hearts. And yes, He will know when we have already said no to Him, but He always knows when we try, when we sincerely try to love, when we make extra efforts and sacrifices to keep our yes firm, especially when we are being tempted. And as we said in the Collect, God abides in hearts that are just and true. Not just in hearts that are always perfect in absolutely everything they do. Hearts that are true. We probably agree that our church, and I mean our physical church here at Holy Name, is now, thank God, a beautiful place. It has become a dwelling pleasing to God. We like our church, and especially if you've had the opportunity of seeing the transformation over the years, there's a sincere appreciation for the beauty of our church. Every Sunday then when we come to Mass, we rightly expect to come to a place that is clean and beautiful so that we can worship God. Well, and I'm quoting an ancient father here, whenever we come to church, we must prepare our hearts to be as beautiful as we expect this church to be. Just coming to church should mean that we say yes to God and have a beautiful soul for Him and that we say no to anything that is wrong. And so I continue this quote, just as you enter this church, 
So God wishes to enter into your soul, for he promised, I shall live in them, I shall walk through their hearts. So just as we are a community proud of their church, so we can sincerely choose today to become a dwelling, each one of us, amid our imperfections, to become a dwelling pleasing to him, simply because we try to love and keep our yes to him. There is no better way to worship him and to invite others to know his love.